Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. MRN Crew Call on MRN.com is presented by Money Lion, the world's most powerful financial membership. Money Lion, here we roar. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Good morning and happy hump day, of course. Welcome to MRN Crew Call presented by Money Lion. I am your host, Rocco Williams, and I have the pleasure I'm bringing you three individuals from Roush Fenway Racing. We have Rafael Diaz on the end, front tire changer, a rear tire changer for Ryan Newman. We have Eric Wallace, Beast Mode tire carrier. And we have Pit Maestro himself, Adam Lewis, the one with all the gas. He's a bit gassy. (laughs) (laughs) The fueler for number six. So excited to have y'all in today to talk with us and actually to teach. I would say teach, but to learn them. That's how I say it here. We're going to learn them about what you boys are doing over there at Roush Fenway Racing. Coming off of a rain-delayed uh, Fire Keepers Casino 400 out there in uh, Michigan, Monday at 5 p.m. I mean, thank you for coming on, guys. How was it out there? Uh, it, was, uh, it was an interesting race at 5 on Monday. Like, just, <laughs> we just don't do that, you know? Yeah, I know. When uh, I was watching the race, I saw that. I was like, okay, it's delayed. I saw the rain. And I was just ex- expecting the typical you know, 10 a.m., 11 a.m. start time. I saw 5 p.m. I was like, oh, that's different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just lay around in the hotel, wait to get your late checkout, and then just just kind of mosey <laughs> all over the racetrack. You know, it's weird. It was always tough. Um, I think I lost my mic. It was, um, it was always tough for me on rain delays sometimes because you were so hyped up on that race day. And then when it's delayed, you're sitting around the track all day. Sometimes you had an idea that you were going to get in. Sometimes there was no chance. Going into Michigan, when y'all walked into the garage, did you think you had a chance to race or y'all were like, oh, no, this isn't going to happen? Man, it's the Great Lakes. You don't know. You know, <laughs> it, it, One minute it's raining, the next minute shine, you know, sun's shining, so you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, How about you, Raph? Oh, I was ready. We you were ready, ready for, for, for Sunday, but, you know, I thought we were going in mm-hmm. racing, but... You know, you never know with that weather. You don't race. You race on Monday. You finished eighth. In a nutshell, I mean, was it a, a hard-fought eighth, or was it one of those, like, at the end of the day, it was like, man, we're in eighth place. I mean, what was that like? Man, that Michigan race was uh, ran a lot like a speedway, yeah. you know, with the – we had took two tires, fuel only a lot. It was, you know, track mm-hmm. position. Where were you at? Uh, you know, we got good track position, got up there, and we were able to keep it. So, you know, it just – it was basically speedway racing, if you ask me. See, and um, it's interesting you talk like that. You talk like a racer, Eric, you know, you, you know, and th- there's a reason for that because you are the only racer here. A- am I correct by saying that? Yeah, yeah, you race cars? Adam, you race cars? <laughs> I've always been a mechanic. So. <laughs> Tell me about that, Eric. How did that come about, your racing career, and how did that trans, um, you know, tra- how did you get to where you are now? Yeah, so I, uh, a lot, if you look down pit road, 90% of the people are probably former athletes, you know. Uh, football player, wrestlers, you know, baseball players. Mm-hmm. I come from a little different background. Uh, I'm from Texas, and uh, my family raced their whole life, uh, both sides of my family, my mom's, my dad's, 
Uh, my family owns a, tra- a dirt track in Texas as we speak now. Really? What's the name of that track? Uh, Cotton Bowl Speedway. And your family owns that? Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay. So it's in your blood. You oh, yeah. So I was born a racer. <laughs> okay. Uh, I race I my whole life. Um, my sister races. Um, when I got to uh, high school, getting ready to get out of high school, I said, man, you got to get a you got to go to college, you know. Mm-hmm. We can't afford to keep you racing, you know, to, to the big times. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do? I ain't never done nothing but race. Mm-hmm. So uh, I found a school that was involved uh, racing a little bit that was in Georgia and uh, went there for about a year, and they interned me up into the Richard Petty Driving School, and I worked as a mechanic there for about a year. And I met a guy that knew somebody at Roush Fenway and uh, lied my way in there. As a, as a fabricator, <laughs> I was more of a mechanic, but I told him I was a fabricator. Got in there and I, I worked in the fab shop. Didn't know nothing about pit crews, you know, mm-hmm. carrying tires. Didn't know anything. And the guy it kept telling me, "Man, you should go out there and, uh, you know, practice carrying tires. You're pretty big guy." What year was this? Uh, 2007. Yeah, and right on the cusp of that. You know, the athletes coming in on a, in, in volumes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I went out there and I, he showed me a little bit and I practiced and I just practiced, practiced, practiced. I didn't go to, uh, you know, one of the pit schools or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. went out there and did it all my own and uh, did a couple of tryouts and uh, failed at it. You know, got pissed <laughs> off, wanted to quit because, you know, I thought I was good, but I wasn't. Here we so, all, <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So back then you didn't have development guys or, you know, mm-hmm. backup teams or anything. So we were at the uh, Charlotte 600 uh, back in, I think it was 09. On, uh, I mm-hmm. was doing the sign for Greg Biffle. And uh, the rear Tony Sturt ran over the rear carrier, and they had nobody to replace him. So they called me in. Ran over the rear carrier. He yeah. did. He gone. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> Simple as that. That's the, that's the life we live as pit crew members. Yep. Hey, what happened to the rear tire carrier? Oh, he gone. He yep. got ran over. <laughs> so yep. in goes you. Yep. So they threw me in, and I'm like, me? I've never even been over the wall before. Mm-hmm. So that's from that time started my career. I did the next 10 races for Greg Biffle. So I never did any trucks, Arca cars, or anything. I went straight to Cup and mm. been there ever since. 13 years later. Yeah. You know, and your Greg Biffle boy, you know, he, he had a, a bag that he was sporting. He was won that truck race yep. out yep. there. You know, he had some dough in in, in that, that briefcase, right? He did. Yeah. He had some points to prove. <laughs> Anyways, Adam, you know, real, real, real quick before we go to break, and we want to talk to you as well, Raph, as how you got into this. How did you get into this? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Well, about like, uh, I think it was around like 96, my family moved to North Carolina. Uh, as far back as I can remember, my family just loved watching racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad said he's going to move down here and get a job. And, from? Uh, from Maryland. Okay. And uh, so he moved down and um, got a job. I think it was with Active Motorsports back in the day. And um, it kind of took off from there. Got to the end of uh, high school. It was like, what are you going to do? You going to go uh, get a job or are you going to go to college? I'm like, <laughs> And all I know is racing, so yep. let's let's do it. Picked up first jack, and off I went. Did your dad have a beard like you? No, no. So when you moved, do you have to pack for you and your beard? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got a whole separate bag <laughs> to take with me. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, we're not going to forget about you, Raph. I want to talk to you how you got in because you have a special story as well. Thank you all for tuning in MRN Crew Call presented by Moneyline. We'll be right back with Roush Fenway, number six. Pick- 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay. Give it all the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. 
Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And it counts. And because life is also meant for a join, with Money Lion, NASCAR fans get even more. We're giving away 1,500 NASCAR tickets to our members this year. Plus, you can get 5% cash back on NASCAR tickets at track purchases and all purchases at NASCAR.com. Learn more at MoneyLion.com or download our app. This is America's most powerful financial membership. Moneyline, here we roar. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. And we're back. We're in the pits. We're in the pits with the Newman Boys. How's that for a nickname? They didn't have a nickname, so I gave them a nickname. The Newman Boys. Is that, is that cool? Yeah, we're still yeah, we're, fresh, so yeah. we're looking for a name. Okay, we'll see if that sticks. I'll have another one in a few minutes. Anyways, <laughs> Raph, I want to talk to you. How did you get in this sport? You know, uh, where were you from? How did you get in this sport? Well, I'm. Uh, I was born in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And I pretty much moved to North Carolina when I was three or four years old, and raced, you know, mm-hmm. here in North Carolina. And you raced in North Carolina. Yeah, I was pretty much grew up my whole life mm-hmm. in you know Raleigh Durham area. Oh, that you said you raced. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, you were a racer. <laughs> no. I just but, asked uh, you that. You know, I always played soccer. You know, I was very, yep. you know on the athletic side, and you know, all my life it was soccer. You know, if I was like you know race cars and automobiles and you know the automotive industry and so when I graduated from high school you know I decided to come over here in Charlotte and pursue you know get into into NASCAR you know Mm -hmm. I don't know how what I was going to do but just you know I had different aspirations as a soccer player and kind of ended up on injury when I I did read about your injury that you had so so (laughs) at that at that age kind of you know you're trying to go pro and 16 17 years old you already got to be at that level and Mm -hmm. and I was in crunches and I had a big cast on my my leg and he just you know he just broke my heart and I had to pick a different path of my life and I chose NASCAR and I just over here went to school NTI you know I was originally wanted to be an engine builder and just build with engines you know that's that's what I really that was a passion that I had on you know as far as engines and uh, kind of, you know, did all my my courses two years straight, and um, just met people on the last couple of weeks that mm-hmm. new coach uh, Phil Horn when I did for the program. So they said, uh, "Why don't you give it a try? Since you play soccer, you know, you've been athletic all your life." And uh, so I gave it a shot, and uh, kind of got stuck with it. Coach Horn said, "Well, you're gonna be a tire changer. You know, you pretty pretty quick on your feet, and kind of just been doing it since then." Yeah. Well, let me take over that story, uh, Raphael. <laughs> yes, you represent a small population in the sport as a Hispanic athlete in this in in the sport. And once you uh, started in the Drive for Diversity Pit Crew Development Program, you have been the most successful Hispanic crew member we have ever had. You were the first to win a national series uh, championship, as well as the first to win a race for all of the recruits and graduates from the NASCAR Drive for Diversity Pit Crew Development Program. So, you know, your picture is big on the wall at, at Red Racing, so they all 
all those up and coming tire changers, they all want to be like you at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. I don't, you know, I don't really see myself as that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really go back and remember everything I've done. But you know, now that you mentioned oh, it, is it, what it kind of looks. It is know, what it is. You did it, and you, you you're know. doing it. You were, your, I think, your first race you won was with Carl Edwards, right? Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> Sonoma in 2014. Here with. Buddy, you too, Eric, Eric Wally. Yeah. That was crazy when that when, when he won that. You know, just uh, under the circumstances that yeah. he won, and, and I, I remember that vividly. But um, aside of that, and all the successes that you guys have had, you know, with our sport, you know, there's uh, we enjoy it. We are performers. We are, you know, rock stars in our own might because we're asked to do extraordinary things. You know, at a high level. Yeah. But at the same time, right. we can't do this forever. Yeah. And that brings us to our our, our money line financial crew chief. I want to talk to you guys about some of the things that you are doing and preparing yourself for life after the pits. And I would like all of y'all to touch on this a little bit, starting with you, Adam. What are some of the things that you do or that you're planning for your life after pit stops? Oh, man, after <laughs> pit stops. I'm uh, I'm probably going to be a shop guy. Yep. Because <laughs> that's that's the other part of my job now is I'm a, the brake guy at, over at Roush. So. so when you say you're the brake guy at Roush, for those who don't know the intricacies of the race team, what does that mean? What are you responsible for? Uh Calipers, pads, rotors, uh, that's what I do. Rebuild yeah. calipers every week, put together new rotors. So when that brake pedal is spongy at the track or... Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that. They're looking at you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's interesting. You know, that's a lot of responsibility, too, especially on the higher levels of, the, uh, of these teams, of the race teams. You know, it's just there's so much at stake for those small you know, little things that you have to checklist. It is, man. It is. <laughs> I would not want to be in your position. No, that's a little stressful, especially it, around short track road course time. <laughs> and then managing that and managing all the stress with the pit crew, you know, that's your dying breed. You don't see too many athletes over the wall that are actively hands on the car as well. Yeah, there's anymore. just a handful <laughs> of us left, man. All right. Well, you should be proud about that, man. You, oh, have, I some, am. you have some big, wide shoulders. <laughs> about you, Eric? Man, I, you know, I think about it all the time, what I could do or what do, you know. Like I said, I've always been around racing, mm-hmm. so I would say a shop guy, but uh, I always thought, you know, it'd be cool in my second life to have, own a gym or something. Really? So I've been kind of looking at that the last year or so, maybe owning a gym or something. And do you have any experience in doing that? Are you looking at it in this area? or No, just when I started doing carrying tires and stuff, mm-hmm. I just got so involved in the, uh, you know, the, the, training, the, the training part yeah. of it that it just uh, – I grew to a liking to it. So, uh, and let me ask you this: When you were a driver, and um, as far as your physical appearance, did you did you have to make any adjustments to adapt to the role as a tire carrier, going from driver to tire carrier? What were some of those differences? I had to beef up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had to eat a lot of food. Yeah, especially with five man stop, I can imagine because yeah. that beast mode tire carrier. Are you guys? You guys are dropping a tire off, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you got to be beast mode with that. That's what I coined that phrase. You have tire carriers and you have beast mode tire carriers. And those beast mode tire carriers, they're the ones that can drop that tire off. Not not everybody can do that. No, a lot of people don't realize that's 150 pounds you're carrying around that car. And running. Yeah. In full stride. And then when those changers drop that tire and it falls over and you're running in full stride with a tire in your hand, you have to pick that bad boy up. Yeah, I've cussed him once or twice. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you have. Yeah, that's how we roll. Right. (laughs) Besides getting cussed out for having those tires fall on the ground, uh, what are you looking at, you know, as far as life after pit crew? Uh, life of, after pre crew, uh, right now, kind of starting part time as far as on construction. Uh, okay. That's kind of like what I like. I like, you know, mm-hmm. I like building, you know, 
a wall or a house or building, whatever. whatever. You know, I like to build things. And, um, if you build it, come on. Come. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's 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 part of uh, what, I, from my, you know, after pit, you know, mm-hmm. pit stops, something that I, I come, I'm focusing on doing. And, uh, and uh, maybe, so you're maybe, pretty much taking those bags, all those stacks of money you're making every week, and just stuffing it underneath your uh, your bed, right? A little bit, a you little know, bit. a little bit. I have a couple of investments on properties, also, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like you know, property buildings and all that. I'm kind of into it, and you know, who never knows, maybe go recruit some Spanish people, oh, yeah, bring yeah. them into the into NASCAR. <laughs> maybe that that maybe that'll work out. You can go on the road with me. <laughs> you can oh, yeah. go on the road with me, so I don't have to bring out my translator on my app. Oh, we'll make a good when team I, when I talk to the Spanish athletes, you know. We can I, do it. I learned from Dora. Dora tells me everything <laughs> I need to know. You know? Yeah. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> Adam has a Dora. Yeah, yeah. we all have kids. Well, I have kids. Adam, you have kids, Adam? Yeah, a two-year-old daughter. Exactly. So we know about Dora. You might not, young blood. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this. What What is the one thing that you splurge yourself on as you spend your money on that you probably know that you could cut back a little bit? Your one vice with your money. And now let me hear from all of y'all. What is the one thing you spend your money on the most? Selfishly. Selfishly. Irresponsibly. What is your one vice? Race cars. Race cars for you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> we all know those are expensive. Yeah, those are. <laughs> How many cars do you have? Uh, just one right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And it's, can you call it a race car? Yeah, it's a race car. <laughs> oh, oh, I saw it that you built yeah. in the garage. It yeah. was nice. I've been trying to run it five times now, and it's rain. We got rained out five times this year, so. Wow. And it's hard to run when when because we travel so much, so mm-hmm. it's hard to race. So my sister runs it sometimes and then when I can I try to run it, but rain's killed us. And you year. built it from the scratch up. Yeah, we that's built it your, from the ground. That's your up. baby. Yeah, yeah. And your sister helped you. Yeah. Man, I don't think I could work with my siblings like that. <laughs> no. It'll end no. up looking like a stroller. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Adam? Oh man. What I is gotta... your thing besides uh Maestro's beer? Ooh. Uh beer beard food. Uh, <laughs> beard food. Beard food. Um let's see. Well, I got a bunch of stuff going on, man. Mm-hmm. I, I love uh I love shooting guns. Oh yes. Yeah, I know you've seen that on I've the seen Instagram. that. I uh, know when the purge happens, I'm coming to your house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think you have He's got a, ammo stacked in the walls. You might have double hey, digits. Yeah, you might see. have double digits and guns. Yeah. Uh, okay. We're not gonna talk about that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that, and then uh, I'm I'm renovating uh, my house right now. Okay. So I've, I've got a old uh, historic home mm-hmm. in Statesville that I'm doing, and it's uh, I, I don't really cut back on that at all. That's Just awesome. Go full throttle with that. So okay, cool. All right, Raph, coming back to you. What do you I'll, spend your money on, man? I'll say tools. You know, tools. Tools. I don't know tools. If construction tools. It, if you build it, they will come. They'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I like I like buying all kinds of tools just to have. You know, something mm-hmm. that you can use and, you know, mm-hmm. create money or, mm-hmm. you know, they always help having tools available oh, on your yeah. side. All right, I'm come check out that toolbox in that garage <laughs> one day. <laughs> Look, we have Roush Fenway here representing the number six car driven by Ryan Newman. I just wanted to remind y'all, Hercules Tires is giving away a free sets of tires every month. All you have to do is register by going to www.herculestire.com slash backslash MRN to register. And you could possibly win a free set of tires every single month. That's going on um, Hercules Tires. And we'll be right back with these three ballers. in 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay. Give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 
No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Tom, the Goddard School. Learning for fun, learning for life. MRN's Classic Races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Aaron Hart now watches Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach, and the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary races. Daryl Simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's Classic Races. Available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast provider. He did, he did touch it. No, he knocked the hell out of me. Hi, this is Mike Bagley. Join me and the rest of the MRN crew every Tuesday night for NASCAR Live. We'll get you up to date with the latest news stories and ready for the upcoming race weekend. That's what it boils down to. You know, anything can happen in between. And uh, we've seen it in the last few years, kind of how crazy things can get. Hear exclusive interviews, expert analysis, and much more. Wheel that thing, brother, wheel it. That's why you never give up, guys. Never give up. It's NASCAR Live this Tuesday night at 7 Eastern on the Motor Racing Network. Getting Schooled is presented by the Goddard School, the best childhood preparation for social and academic success. Visit GoddardSchool.com for more information. The Goddard School, learning for fun, learning for life. And all my kids go to the Goddard School. I told you all that. You know, you got a two-year-old in there. Mm-hmm. You might need to holler at me later on. I might, yeah. I might put you up on your little two-year-old. Is homeschooled or she stays at home? You uh, have her in she, daycare? She's at home. She's at home. Okay, yeah. Might have to look at that. We might need to carpool a little bit to daycare maybe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, we're getting schooled here, guys. And um, Raphael, straight from Drive for Diversity Pit Crew, you've been at Roush. Yes. Eric, straight from racing, you've been at Roush. Yep. You know, and Adam, you've had a, a little bit different path. You've been on different race teams. Yep. And I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit because um, a lot of our listeners, you can add to the ones that are on teams now. How do you stay on those teams for as long as y'all have consistently, especially in our sport? Because you know how job security is with us. And pick crew members, I mean, to be on one team for 12 plus, 10 plus years says a lot. At the same time, Adam wanted to talk about transitioning from other race teams, you know, going from different teams. There's a lot of little intricacies that are involved there. You have to play the game well. So starting off with our our, our tenured veterans, you know, talk to me a little bit about some of the things that you've done personally that has, uh, you know, created that longevity for you at Roush Fenway for both of y'all. Uh, I'll say hard work pays off, you know. You always got to keep working hard, getting better, looking at the details, you know, never never settle for, for you know, just a normal race day, you know, a normal stop. You always mm-hmm. got to strive and get better. I mean, there's always something that you're going to pick out of a pit stop that you could have done better. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I always, have, I always have that in my mind that as I was, you know, strive for better and never, never, never be content with you know your performance you know and you worked full time there as well right as a in starting out at, at Roush what were your responsibilities I started at Roush started you know from the very bottom pit stop area mm-hmm. you know then you move were up pit to, support and, yeah and yeah. then move on it's on the shop you know MP crew move up you know parts room and you know previous couple of years ago I, I was in the carbon shop for three years building carbon fiber mm-hmm. and uh, kind of kind of two years ago just 
kind of quit that, kind of went part time. You know, so all those only. extra, all those extra carbon fiber parts, you probably got doorknobs that are carbon fiber, <laughs> <laughs> refrigerator <laughs> handles. Because I know our carbon fiber shop back in the day, when those extra pieces, I mean, you had extra time on your hand, you were getting pretty creative with those pieces. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish I could have had some, but not. We mm-hmm. we were always busy, you mm-hmm. know, wide open, just trying to catch up, you know building parts and mm-hmm. you know never had any extra time to do get in the extra but but yeah i was you know work hard in, in the shop and off the shop i was you know being busy. you were hard working what about you eric what do you think what, Man, what contributed to that longevity at roush kind of like Ralph said just working hard uh i'm a big fan of loyalty you mm-hmm. know uh i've always worked hard for them and they've always take care of me you know even through the hard times and the good times we've always stayed together so I always said I'm a lifer. When they shut down, I'll still have uh, sweeping the floors there. I like that. And, and I'm sure they, they respect that, you know, at the yeah. same time. And, and, and I say that because a lot of us, we, we travel to different teams. We'll have bad races. And like I said, you will get benched. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just is what it is. We're a performance-based sport, and we are performers. So if you don't perform, you will get benched. So for you to start on a consistent basis for an upper-tier team says a lot, not only to your work ethic, but to whatever you have internally that's different from the rest. You know what I'm saying? What about oh, you? Yeah. Adam, with you, Roush has not always been where you were. Nope. Tell me about that. Nope. Uh, so I'm, this is my second season at Roush. Uh, I moved over from RCR. Okay. Um, I was with Newman over there. I was his <laughs> jackman on the 31 for uh, five seasons, I think it was. So tell me this before. I have to ask you. So you were with Newman prior to Newman coming to Roush. When he was co- well, you came to Roush first, correct? Yeah. So yeah. then uh, when he came over, was there anything like, hey, that's my man right there or whatever, or, or uh, not so much? I was just so. kind of like, man, why are you following me around? <laughs> 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 exactly. <Yeah. laughs> that's good. So, yeah, um, just uh, was over there and just kind of things were changing at RCR. Mm-hmm. And um, the team I was with, we kind of were getting split up a little bit. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'll just try something different. I'm just going to go over here to Roush. But what do you mean? How do you just – Say, I want to try something different, and I'm just going to go over here to Roush. Uh, you, know, you just show up at the front door? No. no, no. <laughs> or do you create uh, relationships, or how does that work? Or well, were they scouting you? Yeah, they a little bit. Uh, okay. there, there were some guys over there that I knew, okay. and uh, I knew they were looking for some people. Okay. And um, so I kind of touched base with them, you know, and was like, hey, you know, I'm looking to make a move here. Mm-hmm. Are you guys needing anybody? And they're like, yeah, we've been kind of eyeballing you a little bit at the racetrack, you know. So it just kind of all worked out. And you were a Jackman for, uh, prior. Yep. And you're fueling now. You're still a Jackman as well. Yep. Uh, yeah, still, so you're doing both. Still, so still you're Jackman. fueling Ryan Newman's. Yep. And you're jacking. Uh, and... The 52 truck with Stuart Friesen. Okay, with Stuart Friesen. Yep. Okay, well, well cool. Yep. And what about you? Are y'all doing any other satellite teams, like Xfinity or a truck series or anything like that? No, last year we did a lot, but this year they're uh... – our top tier teams, the seventeen mm-hmm. and the six, they try to keep us uh, from not doing so much to try to focused. keep our longevity through the whole year, mm-hmm. keep us focused and not, less injuries and taking care of their product. Yep. Yeah, I so, get it. Especially this five man. Yeah, five man puts so know, much toll on us. A lot of wear and tear on your body. Uh, it, you know what? You say that, and let's let's talk about that five man pit stop. You know, five crew pit stop because there are some females out here as well. But at the same time, going from six to five, it created. Uh, challenges specifically for the tire changes and the tire carriers. When y'all are on pit road, at the same time, you haven't been running top five every single week. You finished top ten this week. Y'all made a lot of progress coming up. When you're on pit road, 
how do you view yourselves compared to the other teams that are consistently up there top five? Is, do you walk with your chest high? Do you kind of hang out in the shadows? I mean, how do you feel? Well, what is that vibe like at the racetrack when you're pitted around the Gibbs teams, the Penske teams, the Hendrick teams or whatever? Or is there any difference at all? No, I feel like we're just as good as they are. Mm-hmm. We just got to uh, execute, and we'll be just as good as they are. Um, yeah. Whether we're running uh, 25th or we're running third, we try to do every pit stop the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stay you know, focused and do our part of our job. How did that feel running in that top 10 this past week? You, you say you do everything the same, but it's got to feel a little bit different, a little bit more exciting to the fact that you know, you're competing with those top-tier cars, right? Yeah, see, I love pressure, so when we get up in there, <laughs> I always come to Ralph and say, we're pitted with the big boys, here we go. <laughs> yeah. so. Who was pitted behind, it? and do y'all remember from Michigan, uh, um, who was in front and behind y'all in the pit box this week? I don't remember who was in front of us. Mm-hmm. I know Suarez was, uh, we had an opening in, and then Suarez. Larson was in front of us. Yeah, Larson? Yes. Let me ask you, as far as it relates to your individual responsibilities, what are some um, pros and cons to your game? Some of your strengths and weaknesses, I should say. Some things that you might want to improve on, if any. And some of the things that you're proud of that you do really well as it relates to jacking, changing, or tire carrying. I'll start with you as uh, in fueling. Mm, man. Fueling and jacking, since you're a dual threat. Yeah, fueling's, <laughs> fueling's kind of tough, man, because you know we're limited to what we can do. We can't go pull tires or mm-hmm. any of that cool stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, but as far as jacking goes, just being more consistent with carrying tires because I was yeah. never, I never carried tires until last year with the rule change. And how tall are you? Six four. So you're six four. You're right on that cusp of getting there low. So yeah, you got to yeah, really get, get, get down, down there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Those little short guys like me, you know, we're we're ideal to get in there. But you know, when it comes to jacking, I wish I had that height. So you know, you have to kind of find that body composition that you know is the right height. And the right flexibility to carry, and the right amount of strength. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. You must have that. Well, good for you. Beast mode tire carrier. You yeah. Know, tell me what you what you're good and bad at. I've always prided myself on uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been one of those that throw those fifties. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've always uh, do Ralph, they really throw fifties? If you ask them, they do. Come on now. <laughs> if I ever throw a fifty, though, Ralph's yelling at me. Yeah, because you <laughs> probably leaving him or probably bouncing off the back of the plate, right? Yeah. So I always try to uh, paint that pretty picture for the changers and uh, be, be solid and consistent for them. So that's what I work on every week and uh, take pride in. You know who pays the bills for you. As a tire carrier, a happy yeah. tire changer, yeah. happy life. Oh, yeah. You know, the tire changers happy. Yeah. They'll vouch for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Raph? I'll say on my part, mainly, you know, trying to – Trying to close that window in the right rear, you know. What do you to, mean by that? You know, taking the tire off. Okay. And, and he puts the tire on and going yeah, back on. Okay. Just, you know, as a you know team effort, you know, just try to you know spit that up always. You know, mm-hmm. starting on the right side, that's where you gain your time, and just be smooth on the left side. You know. So Are y'all the fastest uh, combination at Roush? Man, you know, Ooh. a funny story is every time they take me and Ralph off away from each other, we're just average. They put us together. <laughs> oh, oh. Y'all have that spark. They call us Batman and Robin. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was from uh, that came from uh, the greatest quarterback at, at uh, Appalachian State, Richie Williams. Richie Williams. <laughs> Shout out to Richie Williams. He was a crew call guest as well yeah. a few weeks ago. So, uh, oh yeah. Anyways, I don't know if y'all know. Y'all should know by now. We have Ryan Newman's pit crew in the house from the number six. Who are we missing today? We're, we're missing Dylan Moser and who else? Chris? Chris, Chris Schumann. Schumann. Chris Schumann. Hey, wish y'all were here, guys. But stick around because we are announcing our clutch performers of the week. And I really feel like these guys in the studio might have an idea of who's going to win.
Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. In order, for official sweepstake rules, visit roarsweepstakes.moneyline.com. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Quality drinks and unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom flavor-infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. Over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. On July 6th, gather your family and friends for summer's biggest celebration, the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. Experience a weekend of excitement with racing under the lights and celebrate Independence Day with patriotic tributes and the region's largest fireworks display over the infield at Daytona. The Coke Zero Sugar 400 will be a celebration to remember. Adult tickets start at $49, kids $20. Lock in your seats at 1-800-PIT-SHOP or DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. And we're back. My producer only gave me uh, Kenyatta one time today. I'm upset about that. But anyways, we're back with my most important, the most favorite part of the show, our Clutch Coffee Performers of the Week. And I have the pleasure of presenting this award to the number six crew of Roush Fenway Racing, driven by Ryan Newman. These gentlemen right now, well, three of the five gentlemen are with us right now, and we're missing Dylan Schumann. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Dylan Moser, <laughs> Dylan Moser, Chris Schumann. And then we, of course, you, you know, Adam Lewis, Eric Wallace and uh, Raphael Diaz. Congratulations, guys, this week for your performance at Michigan in the rain delayed um, Fire Keepers 400 out there in Michigan and your eighth place finish. When you finish in the top 10 like that, um, there's constant pressure of maintaining pit, pit position. You know, so for y'all to be able to do that under no circumstances says a lot, you know. And uh, Dylan and uh, Chris aren't here to represent. Anything you want to say on behalf of those guys? What part do they play um, on race day and as far as your preparation um, every week? Man, Moser, he's he's just a straight-up animal. <laughs> like, we have to back him down. He is so He doesn't realize how strong he is and how fast he is. Mm -hmm. I tell him all the time, man, your 80% is better than most people's 100. Mm -hmm. So. But uh, and then Schumann, he's just uh, he's just a heck of a tire changer, you know, real consistent and solid. Uh, How many years has he been in the game? You know? uh, he's been at Roush for three years, okay. and he's been, I think he's been in the game for about six or seven. Okay, yeah. so yeah. he's fairly new. Amazing mm -hmm. hand speed, really. Yeah, That's the hand his speed. Thing. He's the hand speed guy. Yeah, he's got the hand speed. He's fashioning you, ref. Oh, maybe sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe sometimes. We just got to be clean. Oh, I just got a tweet. I just got a message here from uh, a Pedro Martinez. Oh. <laughs> he, was, he was like, what is Ralph doing on the show? Uh, oh, man, I just lost my signal. Anyways, well, we'll go back to that. <laughs> Guys, performing on a constant week, what do you – I forgot to mention, going into an off weekend, real quick in closing, do you have any plans this off weekend? Oh, I, no off weekends for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like flying me. to Madison on Friday, pitting the Arca car Friday night, 
And then I'm going to drive over to Cedar Rapids and get a hotel room and then pit the truck on uh, or there Saturday. There are no yeah. off weekends. I yeah. like it. No such thing. I like it. I like it. Eric, what are you doing? Man, we, we don't get to do much around the house or anything. or you know We travel so much, so mm-hmm. spend time with the family and uh, catch up on the honeydew list. I know. That's right. <laughs> get that done. <laughs> Same thing here. Yeah. I'll be working on, a, working on that farm on top of the tractor. Really? Uh, on the, the next farm. couple days, yeah. <laughs> on the tractor. Should have been a cowboy. Should have been a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you're not meeting up with Pedro later on? <laughs> well, uh, I will be at the track soon, and you, I, I'm, I'm hyping this up now. You know, I, they don't know what we're talking about, but you know. <laughs> I like it. Hey, look, we have an off weekend this weekend, then we're coming back to Sonoma. I appreciate you guys coming on the show, representing for Roush Fenway. Keep doing what y'all doing, balling out on them teams up there. It's just a matter of time when y'all be in that top 10 on a consistent basis. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Thank you. We appreciate y'all. MRN Crew Call, Newman Boy. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.